Hello, friends. Welcome back to the DDP. I'm Paul. It's the 19th day of August. It's a Saturday, and let me tell you about what to expect tomorrow. Across all of our platforms, we'll be releasing the first sermon from Binghamton, New York. In July, we went to Wysox, Pennsylvania. We did a Friday night, Sunday morning in Pennsylvania, and we drove up to Binghamton for two services on Saturday. We were at the Cross Point Community Church with Pastor Mark Stento on Saturday afternoon and had back-to-back sessions. The first of those two will air for you beginning tomorrow. It's titled, This is Eternal Life. Now, I'd never been to this church. This was a Saturday afternoon, pretty relaxed atmosphere. We are in their sanctuary. Uh, And there's video, by the way, if you'd like this encounter on video. Um, This was not a typical Sunday morning service. And I was at a pacing where we had a lot of time. So it was nearly, an, I think the sermon goes about 55 minutes. It's, there's 10 minutes at the beginning of me not really introducing myself. It's not as if I stand there and give a bio. But it's sort of me introducing my ministry and what I am and why I teach the way I teach and how I see the Bible. And that that's 10 minutes that is going to sound familiar to many of you. You've heard me say a lot of these things before. However, in the midst of that, some pretty cool stuff comes out. I get into some things in that first 15 minutes that really is... um, And I even make this comment at one point. I've never said this this way. And so some stuff comes out that was... And that's why I, I, I love these encounters and I love getting the chance to say the things again in a new setting... Because something new comes out, and this is this is one where that happens, and I really enjoyed myself immensely. The text is from John 17, where Jesus says, This is eternal life, that they may know you and, and Jesus Christ. And so, essentially, Jesus gives the definition of what eternal life is, but it is not length. So it's not quantity, it's quality. And we get into some... Some stuff from John 5 where Jesus says to the scribes, you search the scriptures because in these you think you find eternal life, but you won't come to me so you can have life. So we, we go down that road of trying to show that you don't find eternal life by looking at the Bible. You find eternal life by looking at Jesus. Look for This Is Eternal Life. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the audio version on Sunday. We'll also have the DDP as well. We, we do that every single day, but Sundays are two audio releases. If you like video, paulwhiteministries.com, everything's there. You can also get the video. We, we drop it through our Facebook page, Paul White Ministries. But I recommend you go to YouTube. Check out our channel, PWM. You can click subscribe and videos will come to you. Set your notifications on and videos will come to you every day because we actually release little nuggets of what we call nuggets of grace from other videos. Okay, in the remaining time today, I don't, I'm, I'm not moving forward today in Mark 14, I'm moving backward. Uh, what I mean by that is I'm going to go back and I want to deal with something that we we passed, we, we, we talked about it, but we didn't talk about it the way I want to right now. And we're actually supposed to be in Mark 14:53. I want to go back to verse 44 where Judas betrays Jesus with a kiss. 
And I'll call this the Judas kiss. This is that moment where Judas gives Jesus over. It's also told in Matthew 26. And in that version, Jesus calls him a friend. Um, That was uh, probably... It's not just that Judas... And I told you this a few days ago. He wants to stay in Jesus' quote-unquote good graces. But it's probably also habitual. But here's something else. Um, Ramsey McMullen in his book, Corruption and the Decline of Rome, talked about how rank in the Roman Empire determined your greeting. And so although there was very little pagan literature on kissing, on, on public kissing, there was a common practice in the first century of Rome that a kiss of greeting be, be done in ceremonial court, but it was depending on rank. So people would kiss the hem, like the, the hem of the, the robe of the emperor. They'd sometimes kiss his knee. They'd kiss his hand. And there would even be kissing between figures. But there was always the lower rank kissing the higher rank. That was where the phrase, whose hand did you kiss, came in to, to, to being. And, and as McMullen quotes, rank was so important that only equals kissed on the level. So if you were seen as kissing someone on the cheek or the lips... You were either considering yourself equal to them or you were considering yourself subservient to them, which is an interesting fact when you consider, and this is something we don't really talk about in the church, but the New Testament writers talk a lot about the holy kiss. First Thessalonians 5.26, Paul tells the Thessalonians to greet each one other with a holy kiss. 1 Peter 5.14, Peter talks about the kiss of love. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13.11, Paul tells them to greet one another with a holy kiss. That's three, I mean, that whole mouth of two or three witnesses thing, you would think we would be pretty serious about the holy kiss. Well, we're not because it's not culturally accepted in our world, but I think I should bring this out. It was culturally unacceptable in their world for two people who were not socially equal or one was not being subservient to the other. So the the holy kiss of the New Testament was a countercultural revolt against social hierarchy. The Christians were using it as a way to show we are not better than each other. And so the Christians were actually enacting a new world in which equality was possible. This uh, made the holy kiss important because people were putting themselves with unequals. I think that's pretty interesting. I'm not so sure I don't have something else that needs to grow out of that. Maybe a Maybe a full sermon needs to grow out of that thought process. Um, anyway, tomorrow we'll get back to where we're supposed to be, which is verse 53. This is Jesus facing the Sanhedrin. Check out the sermon, This is Eternal Life, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.